Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Poppin' Off. About pop culture, I'm your host Maggie. And it's me, Steven. Um, I just like really want to get right into it with Drake Bell because I, I'm very confused by the situation. It all happened yesterday, which, okay, when we're recording is Thursday. I, I, I was just scrolling through social media and it was like Drake Bell is, um, he, he's determined missing and an endangerment to himself and his own safety and that was like about all the details that we got it was I think like his family said that they hadn't heard from him in like 36 hours or something like that so they were concerned and that he was saying things that were concerning a few days before that wasn't like specified but you know his family was like Drake where are you and then like five hours after that initial post that I saw I'm pretty sure it was from Us Weekly (laughs) um he was found safe and sound in Florida which like that's the place that's if I had to pick a place for Drake Bell to go missing Florida would be it (laughs) yeah I thought he was in Mexico or something (laughs) Uh, Drake Bell is such a mystery that's what I'm saying this is so weird because I also thought he was in Mexico or in Spain or something I don't know like being a Spanish rapper (laughs) yeah I thought yeah so my initial thought was like Okay, Drake Bell is like dead in Mexico somewhere. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Legitimately, like dead somewhere. Yeah, me too. But he is alive and well. Well, maybe not well. Yeah, but, <laughs> but well, he's alive. Well, is TBD. <laughs> yeah, and he like tweeted. He's like, yeah, sorry, I like didn't have my phone on me for like a day. Yeah, he said he like left his phone in his car overnight, and then like that was it. I was like, this can't be it. <laughs> Probably not. But I do, yeah, it was just an interesting turn of events. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like they found him like in a strange place, like, I don't know, like in a psychiatric break, like gnawing at his own arm or something. I don't know. Oh my God. I wanted to be like, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm morbid. laughs> but like, like yes. I, <laughs> I get you it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Drake Bell continues to be a mystery because what the fuck happened? Why didn't you just like go into your car and get your phone? Also, I forgot that this guy had a baby. And like when you have a baby, it's important to keep your phone on you because what if something happens? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's Drake Bell. Like he's not. He's not like a. I don't know, like, stable, I feel like. No, I don't think he has been for a long time. Yeah. He's always just, like, saying kooky shit and, like, doing creepy things. And putting out acoustic versions of Gucci Gang. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I did not remember that, but, like, yes. (laughs) That is a thing that happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyways, Drake Bell, I don't know. Get well soon, I guess. (laughs) Um, okay, moving on to another kooky guy, uh, crazy, quirky girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. His name's like Billy something, but it's the guy who started the whole fire festival mess. He's out of prison, apparently. Who knew? And he's planning on doing another fire festival. Excuse me. I no. posted on our story. I said, the lack of self-awareness and remorse should be studied. 
because this is insane. If you haven't watched the Fire Festival documentary, please go do that. It's very interesting, first of all, a very well done documentary. And it is, it just highlights everything wrong with a narcissist and someone who just is money hungry. It's insane the links that this guy went to. I mean, it's not surprising because he scammed people before Fire Festival even ever happened. He was a scam artist. He got in trouble with that. Um, at like in the documentary, he's basically like he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Like he, I think he did say he would like do it again. So it's not really that surprising. Yeah, like yeah, everyone that was like talking on his behalf was like, I would, yeah, like I would bet that he would do this again, or like he doesn't like really feel bad, even though he went to prison for like quite a long time. Right. Because Fire Festival happened in, I want to say, 2016, 2017. Something like that. I will, I, I'm telling you, I will never forget scrolling on my Twitter timeline and seeing the picture of that sad, sad sandwich in that styrofoam box in real time. And when I ask people if they saw that, like before the documentary, a lot of people say no, but I saw it like, like the post in real time. And then that's when I started like looking into it. Yeah. I like didn't remember that post, but like at the same time, that picture was like familiar to me so like I had seen it and I think I just like didn't really follow what it was about you know at the time I did because I was like what the fuck is this and why is that my timeline and why are so many so many people talking about it also my bio on Twitter is the fire festival sandwich because <laughs> it's just so iconic to me <laughs> I, I it is iconic it's yeah I just like cannot believe this man is just ready to scam again and the sad he's just thing out is, there and he will do it. He's going to scam one way or another, like the sad whether it's is, Fire Festival or something else. Yeah, and people are going to fall for it. That's how that's unfortunate. And guess what? I won't feel bad this time. The only people I'm going to feel bad for is wherever this takes place, all of the the crew and the people that are like working in the festival, how they're going to get screwed again. Because yeah, that was seriously. that was the worst part of the documentary is that I forgot like what island the the original fire festival took place on, but it was like all of the all of, like the people that lived on the island were the people that were like working the festival and like working in the restaurants and stuff. And they specifically had um this woman who was like a chef in one of the restaurants. And like this is a poor island, you know, like this is an island where people do not make a lot of money and um they basically just like work to survive and she was like I emptied out my entire savings so I could like buy food for these people like I have nothing for my kids or for myself anymore it's disgusting yeah and they the people that like put in all the hard labor never got paid Mm -hmm. so yeah it was like bone chilling to watch yeah that was that was the saddest part because all the rich people they'll recover (laughs) that got scammed they'll recover um, right yeah it's like people, okay you spent five hundred dollars to go like whatever yeah but those people that that don't have that money they probably will never recover or it will take them five times the amount of time to recover so that was the saddest part do you think that like random celebrities and influencers are going to be like promoting it again <laughs> probably I think, like, some weird TikTokers are going to. Exactly. I was going <laughs> to just say TikTokers. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like they'll just say yes to anything. Pretty much, yeah. 
but it's gonna be like like the really random ones you don't hear about oh for sure they have like like five hundred thousand followers but like who actually knows who they are yeah right right um yeah i'm just like mind-boggled that this guy is just like hey guys fire festival 2 here we go (laughs) get ready Yeah, it's kind of, like, disgusting that he's just, I like, know. on the streets trying to scam people again, like. That's what I'm saying. I said that this lack of self-awareness and remorse just, like, needs to be studied. It needs to be yeah, in psychology it's books. disgusting. Yeah. So, best of luck to anyone who buys a ticket to that, because you will be getting uh, two pieces of bread, a piece of tomato, and a piece of lettuce in a styrofoam box in the days to come. <laughs> yeah (laughs) okay let's switch gears here to also maybe we're not like switching gears that much because this is just like a very confusing episode (laughs) so many confusing things happen this week um kim kardashian is gonna have a leading role a leading role in american horror story why i don't know (laughs) because they're trying to like keep it relevant i guess that is not the way to do it honestly no it it really isn't i don't know like what she can offer acting wise i'm gonna guess that it's not good right (laughs) and it's just like why do we need to keep it relevant like it's this is season 12 i believe or 13 yeah it's like like, we've had it's been on for over 10 years like why do we need to keep just like let's let it die yeah that's what i'm saying I think if, like, you want to keep it relevant and, like, bring back past people that everyone really likes. Like, I know Emma Roberts is going to be on there. Um, but just, like, keep bringing back the people that started the series. Not Kim Kardashian. And it's not like, you know, this is, like, a like a fun, low-stakes rom-com. This is American Horror Story. And it's very intense. It's intense feeling. It's, it, it's intense, like, emotionally, physically. Like... I don't know right. if she can pull that off. I, you know, I do know she can't. <laughs> no, right. For some reason, like this is not that surprising to me. Like I don't know if she said in the past that she wants to be in this, or like Ryan Murphy said he wants her to star in it, or she was supposed to star in something in the past. I don't know. There's something about this that sounds familiar, and I feel like I knew something about this, or maybe there was rumors or something. I don't know, uh, but it, I don't like it. Not that I, like, was going to watch it anyway, but. No, I I just, like, can't imagine Kim Kardashian pulling this off. No, no, she won't. No way. <laughs> no. And, like, you're going to be next to people who have, like, been doing this their whole lives. Like, acting. Not American Horror Story, but. And you're going to look like a buffoon. And you're going to get made fun of. It's going to be memeable. Yeah. Maybe she'll play herself. That would be the her only saving grace. <laughs> right. Yeah, because we don't know like, what like the she... theme is going to be or anything. Right. If he's smart, he'll have her, like, play herself. Like, maybe, like, not actually herself, but, like, a character that's basically herself. <laughs> yeah, a character of herself. Yeah. That would be the smartest thing to do. So that could, like, be kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way she could... Like, pokes fun at herself. 
Yeah, like, that would be fine. But there's, like, no way she could be, like, a Lady Gaga stepping into this and, like, completely transform herself. No. No. Yeah. Like, and win a Golden Globe. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I can't I can't even say that out loud. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, no she way. can stick with her people's choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. And her um, MTV... Like, what, what is it now? MTV... Um, it's not the movie award anymore. Well, it is, but like, isn't it movie and TV award? Yeah, or something? yeah, it is too. I think that's yeah. it. Well, she can have those anyway. She can have her <laughs> lame awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ones that don't matter. Um. Okay, let's move on to Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. They broke up. Apparently, I and people are like acting like this is like the biggest breakup since like Brangelina, and I don't understand. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because, I okay, it. I asked my coworker about this too because she's like a Swifty. And I was like, Swifties never talk about their relationship, like ever. No. So never. why are y'all so fucking sad? Uh, yeah, the, it, it wasn't like something that was extremely public. Like we never saw them together. Right. Which is fine. It was fine. very few and a far between. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. But I, I just, I just never heard people even like caring about their relationship, and now it's like, oh my god, it's like this big deal. It's, I just don't get it. I, I don't either. Um, I mean, I've been like reading some reports, but they're all like very conflicting. Like one was saying that like as recently as a few months ago, they were talking about getting married, but I actually, saw that. but actually, that's not true because they've been living separate lives for like a few months now. And they just like mutually decided to break it, like to break it off officially, and, uh, or um, you know what though, I did see like a good analysis of the relationship from BuzzFeed, and, um, I guess like this Joe Alwyn guy, don't know much about him, but he's like always been like a very private person, and him and Taylor Swift started dating when she like disappeared from the spotlight for a year, so like they were able to like focus on the relationship and like not listen to all the outside noise. And then like not long after that was the pandemic. So they got to spend even more time together in even more of an enclosed space or, or a closed off space. And now she's going and now like her career, not like, not like reignited, but like now she's more public than she has been in recent years with the tour and the promotion of midnights so he just like doesn't know how to like handle that side of her and just like being separated and like having all this focus on her and like what would be the relationship as well if he was like at the shows and stuff right so it just like all became too much for him and for them so that's eventually led to their demise and i was like that is a good analysis so it makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah I just, I mean, Taylor Swift is, like, the most famous person in the world. Mm -hmm. So dating her would be, like, impossible. It really would be. And I just feel like, despite all of that, not to sound like a misogynist <laughs> or to, like, even, you know, shit on Taylor Swift even harder, but I just feel like Taylor Swift is probably a difficult partner to deal with. And I say that because I feel like every emotion to her and everything is like so intense and just like mad like 
in her head it's magnified by a thousand like if you look at her wrong she's writing a song about it which works out in her favor <laughs> yes but like am i wrong i know i know i know it sounds like i'm just dogpiling on her of all these years of like you just write songs about your exes and your relationships well she does and it works on her favor and a lot of them are really great okay all too well 10 minute version that is one of the greatest songs ever written okay you know what i am tired of this narrative that it's like anti-feminist to make fun of taylor swift dating a lot of people and writing it, songs to write songs about her exes it's just a fact <laughs> thank like, you it, it, we're, it we're not necessarily this negative thing it's just like ooh, like we don't want to offend taylor swift she might write a song about me and then it's like why is that offensive that's what she does that's just what she does i, I listen it, I'm, I'm not shaming her for dating a lot of people go out there and do your thing that's fine but yeah. like at the end of the day you are gonna write a song about it and there's nothing wrong with that I'm just saying that, like, I feel like being in a relationship with her is very, very intense. And she yeah. takes every single minute feeling and, like like I said, magnifies it by a thousand. But it all works out for her because then she sells millions of albums and gets to go on these worldwide tours and has songs of the last generations and has a, a, a song in, the, in every single top ten slot on the billboard. No one else has done that before. So, like, is it a bad thing? No. I'm just saying. <laughs> Right. No, I agree. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She dates a lot of people. She has a lot of emotions. She writes a lot of songs about it. Kind of story. There you it go. just is. Yes, it just yeah. is. And you know what? There's <laughs> there's just like some things in this life that are that are inevitable. You die, you pay taxes, and Taylor Swift will write a breakup song. Exactly. Yeah, I just, like, I don't get why that's so misogynistic, but, like, whatever. Sorry, I guess it is. I guess I'm misogynistic when it comes to Taylor Swift. I guess I'll own it. Whatever. I uh, I mean, uh, whatever. We're not, like, <laughs> we're not, like, saying that she's in the wrong for dating a lot of guys. No! Um, yeah. And guess it's what? Just... I heard that she's already kind of moving on and talking to someone else and he's older and he's like a businessman and I don't whether that's true or not I don't know but that was in one of the reports I read kind of sounds like it's just you know throwing a noodle at the wall seeing if it sticks <laughs> yeah that's what a lot of these reports are because like I was like how do we even know this is true when it first got reported I was like how do we even know this is true I know that's what I thought too but it is. It must yeah. someone from either one of their camps leaked it. So exactly, like a friend or something was like. Yeah, publicist, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Guess I'm not feminist when it comes to Taylor Swift. Sorry. Sorry about it. Oops. I, you know, we we have said many times on the show that we are hypocrites, and I count myself as a as a feminist, one hundred percent. But in this moment, I'm being a hypocrite, I guess. In the eyes of Swifties, I'm being a hypocrite. And I'll own it, okay? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I'm not changing my opinion. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's end on Millie Bobby Brown being engaged. Good for her to a Bon Jovi. I don't know his name. I just know that he's a Bon Jovi kid. 
Yeah, I've read, I mean, I've like read it a bunch of times now, but I just like don't it's care not to sticking learn it. it's not sticking It's it's not. No, literally. Um, I didn't know she was dating a Bon Jovi. I didn't really know like there was like a lot of Bon Jovis running around there. Like, but there's like a couple. There's like four kids, I guess. So yeah no i know she was beats dating me. bon jovi for a little while but i thought millie bobby brown was still like 13 years old <laughs> she's 19 which is still young I mean, to be engaged so right she's about what i thought she was i just think that all the stranger kids she seems very are... happy yeah but like so i thought that like all the stranger things kids were still like 13 I saw that they like never aged past the first season, apparently. Um I mean, yeah. <laughs> am I wrong? Um, but yeah, these they've been dating for like two years now, I believe, and they have been so in love the entire time. Every time they make a public appearance, you can just like see and like feel the connection between them, which I think is so great. Yeah. I've, like, seen her with him before, but, like, I guess I just didn't know he was John Bon Jovi's son, but... Yep, that's him. Um, Yeah, she's just, like, 19. That's so wild. I know. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it still is really young to be engaged, but, you know, who am I to say? I think that everyone under the age of 30 who's getting married or engaged is, like, a child bride, so... <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, and it's, like... It's just hard. She, like, lives a completely different life than me. So, like, if I was yeah. in her shoes, maybe I'd be ready to be married. I mean, she's she's kind of, like, been an adult for, like, the last how many years? Like, in all the Hollywood parties who she's been interacting yeah. with. Like, I guess you're right. It's still okay. young for me. It's insane. Like, literally, you're yes. a child. But. Do you remember when she dated Jacob Satorius? When they were both, like, yes. 14? <laughs> I forgot about that. It just popped into my mind. Wow. Where is that guy these days? He dry. He... Um, mm. <laughs> Beats me. Obviously, not on Millie Bobby Brown's level. Guess not. <laughs> not many people are. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's get into our toast and our rose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> always go first um, so just go ahead yeah my roast goes to i don't like know like who it specifically is going to like universal studios jk rowling harry potter like i don't i don't know who it's going to okay but like why are we doing a harry potter reboot why okay i saw that and i well, I also thought the same thing. I don't understand. I feel like we have enough spinoffs. We have enough movies. We have enough culture around it to last to last us a lifetime. That's what I'm saying. So, like, so basically, for people who don't know, HBO Max, now Max, is going <laughs> to do a decade-long, like, faithful adaptation to the Harry Potter book. So, like, each season is covers, like, one book of material. And it's going to follow, like, the main seven Harry Potter books. But, like, we have movies that are faithful adaptations. Like, they're very famous, critically acclaimed. Everyone loves them. Nobody says a bad thing about these movies. So, like, why are we redoing them? 
And like we just had the Fantastic Beast spinoff. And it's just like, yeah. I don't get why we're rebooting this franchise. Is J.K. Rowling going to be a part of it? She's producing it. Oh. I mean, she's a part yeah. of everything because she owns all the rights. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that. But like, you know, the movie's already out there. So like you can't do anything about watching them. You can't like make a Harry Potter version like Daniel or Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe version. She I just don't get it. Like, why is she doing this? I don't know. And then you know what? She's going to throw in like little jabs of like transphobia in there. You already know it. Like very subtle. But like when you go back and watch it, it's going to be like, huh, that doesn't seem right. You're probably right. Yeah, I just like don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, it just why do we need this? It just seems so unnecessary. Like, I just don't understand why in Hollywood we can't just be original. When we get something right. original, it's so great. I mean, maybe it's not like always like award worthy, but it's just so nice to see like something original, something that I haven't seen before. I don't want to watch a million and one prequels and sequels and spinoffs. And oh, I'm like, it's tiring. It's boring. It's lazy. Right. Like you're a writer, write something else. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. I'm just like, I just like don't get it. I don't care. I don't want it. And I love the Harry Potter movies and books. I just, I don't need any more. We have everything we need. Yeah. Case closed. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, My toast goes to um Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> um, They are just like a couple of goobers. I love it. Um. They basically think that they could be biological half-brothers. So apparently Matthew McConaughey's mother knew Woody Harrelson's father. Perhaps intimately. Who <laughs> are we to say? Um, and I don't know why they're like sharing this info to the world. Like it seems like something they should just like keep private. Until they like find out for sure, you know? Right. So like, like why I guess they're you... gonna do a DNA test. So like I think they should do like um like a go on Mori or something. Like bring I... him back for an episode. Yeah, I think so. They they should do it in public somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was like I would at... watch. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be tuned in. I was looking at a picture of them side by side, and I don't know if it was just like because like this is a possibility or if it's actually true, but I was like, they do kind of look alike. Like they have right. the same um, eyes. I did the same exact thing. Okay, they have, I was, like, really studying them. I was, like, they have, like, the same, like, shaped eyes. They have, like, the same, like, shaped, like, head, jawline. <laughs> um, right. Maybe not like, the jawline, because Matthew McConaughey is, like, really, like, sharp. But they just have, like, the same, like, very similar facial features. And like I said, I don't know if it's because, like, they could be half-brothers, and I'm just, like, tricking myself. <laughs> or if it's actually true. Right. Okay. I'm glad that you're also delusional like me because I did the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Like they kind of like look alike. Yeah. I've, okay. I've literally seen them act and things together and I've never thought that until now. So it's like definitely yeah. because of this, <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that they like kind of look alike. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. So yeah, I just think this is like so silly. I love it. I just love when like lighthearted things like this happen. It's just like, yeah, you know, a little laugh. Yes, I yeah. Like it. <laughs> I agree. 
Okay, my roast goes to all of the weirdo right-wingers out there. You guys are so fucking weird. It's just really weird at this point. It's not even, like, sad or, like, like frustrating. It's just weird. And I say this because um, Dylan Mulvaney, who is a trans woman, I believe, I don't, like, really know exactly what she's famous for other than, like, being on, I think she, like, might be a TikToker, YouTuber, I'm not sure. But she's a trans woman. She's been documenting her transition for a while now. And she got a brand deal with Bud Light. Oh, my God. Every single right-winger, including Kid Rock, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the most confusing one of them all, Caitlyn Jenner, who is a trans woman herself, has been going off the rails about this. So the first thing I saw was Kid Rock, who took the time to set up um, a display of Bud Light set up his camera, change his shirt, get his gun out, and start shooting Bud Light cans because he's just, he's just so upset. He he can't drink any any beverage that is endorsed by a trans person. Absolutely not. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene, this one, this one's funny. Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, took a picture of, like, at, like, cases of Coors Light in her trunk, and she was like, Guess I can't drink Bud Light anymore. This is my only option. But Coors Light is like known for being an ally in the LGBTQ plus yes, community. Like they <laughs> always like donate money and like do stuff for Pride Month. Yeah. So that was really funny. And then Caitlyn Jenner. Do you think Caitlyn Jenner knows that she's trans or what? What's going on Seriously, here? Seriously. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand. Like what she she said it was like an abomination (laughs) it makes literally no sense i'm so sick of her i'm like i i i don't i don't i don't get it like not to go off on a tangent about caitlin jenner but sometimes i like really sit down and i think about like all like all the good all the power that caitlin jenner had when she first transition like first came out about being a trans woman just like so much power she had and then she used it for evil (laughs) she is such a poor representation of the trans community and women in general yeah i just she's just the worst i'm just like imagine if she did everything the opposite of what she's doing now right it's also just like so puzzling like i just don't understand it it is like like, as a trans person how are you not like like how are you sitting here saying that like a trans person having a brand deal with bud light is just a disgrace what what it makes no sense um speaking of kid rock though did you see the picture that resurfaced of him in like 2003 oh hanging out with a drag queen yeah and drinking bud light (laughs) Oh, yeah, yes, in that same picture. Yeah. It's like, you can't, like, you're just picking and choosing what to stand for because you're, what your fans like nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That makes no sense. But it's just, like, all these people are so weird because these are all, all the people that are, like, liberals are so sensitive, you can't make a joke about anything. But, like, you're going to get upset because 
a trans person got a brand deal and then you're gonna like set up this like elaborate staging of like all these Bud Light cans and then you're gonna or and then you know make a video about how upset you are about it and and it's like you know if it upsets you that much just, just don't drink it just why make right. everyone else's problem you know I agree it is funny to me that they're like buying them and then like shooting them it's like yeah hey. that's what I mean I'm like it's right weird all that being said why did Bud Light choose her <laughs> as their mascot now, I think that this was a really smart move on their behalf because they knew that this person was not like super well known, but they're known for being trans. They knew it was going to get people riled up and talking about it. They knew it was going to get all these right wingers like making these stupid videos, making these stupid statements, and it was just going to drive people to eventually buy more Bud Light. Right. And yeah it was smart and it's like it's not gonna hurt them forever like all these people who are saying they're never gonna drink bud light again are gonna drink bud light like in six months yep exactly exactly so i think it was really smart because i also thought the same thing i was like this is kind of a weird <laughs> a weird person to endorse you but then i was like i like sat down and thought about it i was like actually maybe it's not I mean, I feel like they are going to lose out on some sales, but, like, it's not going to hurt them that much. And I think in the long run, like, they are going to gain more fans. Because, like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to go back to drinking it. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. And then, like, on Pride Month and stuff. Yeah. People are going to go crazy for Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be the official sponsor of Pride. <laughs> probably. It probably will be. That's what I'm saying. Because nothing in marketing is unintentional. Like, it is always, like, setting setting you up or setting like, the brand up for like bigger steps right so right. yeah it's just still like they don't need to do it though at the same but like also my point like they don't need all this like controversy it's Bud light like people are gonna buy Bud light no matter what that's why i don't get but like like they could have just like not dealt with all this hassle <laughs> true but i don't know there's it was for a reason they did it i'm glad they did it me too i know okay my toast though goes to the jonas brothers for one making like the worst song lyrically but like the best song like musically waffle house hate the lyrics don't get it why can't they say a swear word in their song is 30 year old men i don't know but the song is so catchy i can't stop listening to it yeah, it's really good, but like it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like so you know bad. I mean. It's good, I think. Yes, and they were on um, SNL this past week, and they performed an unreleased song called "Walls." Their vocals are something to behold, and I think that we need to start giving them more flowers for their vocal abilities. Also, I did just watch the Jones Brothers 3D concert experience, like. A few days ago. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, they like the vocals were everywhere. Real, real pitchy. Obviously, we didn't realize it because we were like 10 years old. Right. But, I thought they were amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. But like hearing them now, I'm just like, why, why are we not counting them as some of the greatest vocals of all time? I don't know. And we should be. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Joe and Nick are so good. 
Nick with those high notes. Yeah, his like falsetto is amazing. <sighs> and then like when Joe does like the big like belty type like rock. I don't yes. know how to explain it. It's not really rock, but like I know what you're saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes in with like his bigger voice, like full chest with a little bit of a growl. Oh, not, not a lot. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Does it? He gets it. <laughs> yeah. The drunk girls just get it. And you know what? The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. They don't. And I'm sorry for you because the Jonas Brothers are so good. Like, yeah. If you weren't around in 2008, you're not coming around now. So <laughs> that's if, so true. Actually, they're like literally way more popular. They're like more popular than ever. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just love them and I'm excited for this album or for the album. Sorry. Oh, and my God. For, so oh, but wait, whatever. Did, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Did you see that they're doing? two nights at Yankee Stadium performing all of their albums? Oh. You didn't? That's wild. I don't... See, that's that's why... I was just saying, that's why they're doing so well nowadays because they acknowledge all of their old stuff. They honor their fans. Like, that's why they're still doing so well today. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. But I... Oh, my God. It's going to be, like, a six-hour-long concert. Like, I'm going to yeah. get, like, if I was there, well, like, even them, like, aren't you going to get hungry, you know, during it or, like, have to pee? Are they, or, like, like, doing all of it or just, like, a couple songs from them? It said, I'll, I'll look at the post. It said, it said, one night, five albums. And I took that as they're performing every single song. Hmm. Probably not. I don't think you could do that. I don't know. Could you? I mean, I guess you could do, like, medleys. So it says, so now it says two nights, two nights only, five albums. I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess you could like do medleys where you just like sing parts of each song too. And then like full songs of your biggest hits. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. But still, that is a long concert. Hmm, you want to go? <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, I do. I'll go. What's my arm? I'm All right, you. stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. You might see us at Yankee Stadium in August. <laughs> um. Anyways, that that's it. <laughs> you guys know where to find us. Uh, <laughs> you guys know where to find us on Instagram. Popping off about pop culture. You can stream us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a like, subscribe, leave a comment, a five star rating. Anywhere you can do that. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell a stranger on the street. And after this, I'm gonna go see what Jacob's Torius is up to. Cause now I'm curious. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll let you guys know. I'll let you know. Yeah, thanks. I I literally I I need to know now. Yep. I'll um I'll I'll keep you I'll keep you in the loop. <laughs> okay. Next week. <laughs> okay, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>